1: What up everybody, welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. Coming at you guys from Blue Wire Studios in the Wind Resort in Las Vegas. Another good weekend of combat sports coming up. We're coming off of one hell of a weekend. You were in Dallas all weekend watching UFC great Nate Diaz mm-hmm. get dropped by former YouTuber now, pro boxer Jake Paul. So, we have that coming up on our boxing episode as well. If you guys haven't checked that out, make sure you guys listen to our boxing episode. But today, it's an MMA episode. It's pretty short because the biggest thing in MMA it was Nate Diaz. So, so. And, and that was boxing. But we did have two cards. We're going to have a guest today as well. So, it's a shorter MMA episode, but trying to make it really dope while we have it. The card last weekend wasn't the greatest. I went back, I watched it. Yeah, it, it, it was like on a small TV. SummerSlam was on at the same time. Boxing was on at the same time. I was like, ah, I'm not giving you my undivided attention.
2: No, it wasn't great. The main event, I mean, Corey San Hegel wrestled fucked uh Rob Font to death,
1: which was a late <laughs> opponent. San Diego was like, "Yo, I ain't, not even yeah, ain't playing, movies, bro. I ain't mad at Corey for his game plan. Nope. He just he dominated the man, yeah. right? Other than that, the Boring uh, as hell, though. yeah, the card wasn't great. No, but best fight and when, how I thought it was going to be Tatiana Suarez. Oh, God. Where's Jessica Andraj. Listen, Jessica needs to stop saying yes to these
2: murderers that she keeps fighting. Like Please, she, drop down. Fight someone who was ranked 12. Yeah, at this point, you're a name on a resume now. And Tatiana Suarez went out there and just mowed her down.
1: Like, just mowed her down. Submission exactly like I thought. It wasn't competitive. That was, this was probably the second least competitive fight of the week. First, was the people getting mollywopped in like Alabama. Oh, yeah. The river, Alabama <laughs> riverboat,
2: bro, which is the greatest thing. It's the one of the most. That is black X. Oh, my God. The, the chair. The chair. Has become just a symbol of hope. That's iconic. That and uh, my man C-Murder.
1: C-Murder. Yo, my man swam. First off, you know. You know not to fuck with a black dude who can swim. Nah, man. As soon as you see that, you got to run. He's an X-Men. Yeah. Like, he's he's just a higher evolution. He was he swimming fast. No, man. it wasn't a doggy paddle. No, he was... Like, he jumped in. The back of his shirt said crew. I haven't seen a black person in crew since how high? And red <laughs> man was just doing the stroke. Smoke. Like, he was ready for it. Jumps in the water. Swims across that shit. Hops up. Wet clothes. Somehow they, like, magically dried. And then next thing you know, he's like, yo, I'm ready for action. He delivered
2: like a rock bottom.
1: He did. I think he took off his shoes. He's like, these are wet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was like, it slammed him. Yo, there's that fight. And then my man Tim Anderson got his his snot box rock this weekend, too.
1: And he was tight. He's still tight. He's (laughs) he's he's had a bad year. Nah, he got hit the other day in the Yankees game after that. But he's like, oh, this how y'all keep that same energy. You keep that same energy. He's had...
2: Because, you know, I'm a White Sox fan. Tim Anderson's my guy. Ever since he cheated on his his lady, it's been all downhill. You got a Tim Anderson jersey. I do. I love Tim In Anderson. the city of dreams. He's, 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 a, he's a black baseball player who's very black, right? <laughs> like, he's truly an Amer- African-American baseball player. who's won the batting title just a few years ago. Yeah. But, he walked it off my Yankees. City yeah. Of dreams. feel the yep. dreams. And you ordered the jersey on the spot. Yes, I did. Yes. I, I immediately got it. I got bobbleheads of Tim Anderson. He has been shit since. No, nah, I mean, he was injury prone last year. This year, he cheats on his lady, and then he's batting, like, the Mendoza fucking line, and then he gets a snot box rocked. Bro, you just got to take the L and shut the fuck up. You know what up. that means?
1: What? Shouldn't cheat on your lady. No, exactly. It's 2023, bro. What are you still doing cheating?
2: Like, you got to look at it as like, well, I did this, and then all this happened. Karma. That is karma.
1: Like, you, you can't cheat. You can't be racist, obviously. You get hit with a chair. Like, rock mankind. Yeah. Only place you can hit someone with a chair like that in Alabama brawl is AEW. Yeah, that was... They just outlawed that. The
2: first... Look, they probably won't... WWE won't do it. AEW probably won't do it. But the first wrestling company to reenact that and have a match called the Alabama River City (laughs) (laughs) Riverboat
1: (laughs) Brawl, you win everything. You know who's going to mention it, though. Who? You know that's going to be the first line in the acclaimed. Uh, Oh, yeah. And the rap this week. Yeah, it's definitely... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they got a match this week. 100%. People got shirts... Oh, the merch. That's what, you know, something's popping when the merch is fine. They always, the dude had the shirt like 30 minutes after it happened. There was a dude like Orange Cassidy who took the perfect selfie <laughs> and then someone has the selfie on the shirt.
2: It's incredible. It, that that was an incredible, that was a, the fuck around and find out of the year. Damn. And it was but like, I didn't, like, for those who didn't see it, I don't know how.
1: No, it's everywhere.
2: Yeah. Uh, a boat. A small boat full of white people was blocking the port where the big boat full of black people needed to port. And the security guard said, hey, move your boat. And the white guy said, no. And the black guy said, security guard said, move your boat. And they flexed on him. And then my man threw his hat like Bobby Smurder, which was like the the smoke signal. (laughs) As soon as that happened, I see murder jumped in the water. As soon as you saw that, you know what was popping. Yeah, and then it's like you saw that boat full of all those black folks. And I guess they assume none of them can swim, so they'll never make it here in
1: time. But y'all, people from everywhere was jumping. Like you They t- jumped down from one point. They people were filming through a window. I still don't know where homeboy got the chair from. I don't know either. But where did you was get like that chair? Under the apron. Like it yeah. was a random apron. Like uh, WWE 2K, we got to pick the weapon. Yeah. he picked the white folding you chair. You remember like old school N64 games where you just reached into the barricade and somehow just shit yeah, came out. That's how that, that should appear. That was it. You just reached into the wall, got the chair. Boom. And, and the women thought they were okay.
2: The, the white ladies, they, they thought they were okay. okay until the black women showed up and was like, yeah. "No, you're part of this too." Everybody getting beat up. Oh
1: boy, hit the white woman. That was With incredible. It was like bad. I was like, "What is happening?" Yo, it was. That's deep. That's the definition of ain't no fair ones. No nah, man. Like when you grow up, they'd be like, "Nah, ain't no fair ones. You, like there's no one on ones. Like everybody squabble. How you jump in a black
2: security guard and not thinking nothing's gonna happen? The bat signal came out. That hat.
1: I just picture like the boat of white people just being like, "It's the Catalina fucking wine mixer. <laughs> like, and they're just like that. <laughs> yeah. Boats and hoes. And then like boats you just get and hoes. hoes and you just get volleyball. Boy, I watched Step Brothers the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that shit on a plane like a month ago, and I was laughing out loud, like this outside so, the headphones.
2: It's so absurd. Like, like <laughs> Step Brothers is so absurdly funny yeah. between John C. Riley and fucking Will Ferrell, just, boats, and
1: boats and hoes, the Catalina one. That's oh my that's God. exactly what I pictured, and then they fucked up and found out because one, you that's that's what's weird. Like when people, and not even like white people, it's just like privileged people. Yeah. Like, you don't understand that if you punch someone, I told my daughter this. I think I told this story on the show. Her only fight in life is she walked up, girls talking shit, she punched the girl in the face. She then turned her back and walked away. (laughs) Yeah, you told this. And then the girl clearly followed her and just started throwing haymakers. And my daughter was just perplexed. Like, she just thought that was the end of the fight. Yes, they thought they were just gonna fuck with one black dude. Ha! And then, like, oh, we get back on our boat. Back to vacation. It's like, you don't understand, like, nothing? There's no repercussions? That shit. That is officially, and I know, like, it's blasphemous. This is the app that shall not be named. But that's the first real us moment on X. Yeah. That's it. That's it. But we can't mention like it can't be like black Twitter. It can't be black X because then we're getting into some like weird porn categories. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. You can't search like black X, right? No. Like she's going real left.
2: Anybody like if your parents are with you, don't <laughs> do not search. Your black search we need like a different
1: term. Like,
0: yeah, yeah that
1: shit's going way left. If, if that's what we coin the new movement on the platform.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all.
1: Get back to MMA, I guess. Sure. Uh, yeah, Tatiana Suarez wins that one. Everything else on there, like the rest of the card was It's not good. No, not good. It was it was boring. I was looking, I was like, yo, decision, decision, decision. Dude. Ooh, a sub decision, decision.
2: Uh, so I'm at the Diaz Paul fight. Now I have SummerSlam on my phone because the internet was real shaky. My phone was the only thing that was working so I did SummerSlam on my phone and I had collision on my computer. Mike Bone over at uh, Junkie had the UFC card on his computer. And he's asking me, he's like, how's your day going? Like, we're we're talking to each other because neither of us are paying attention to what's going on in the ring. Nah, no, like, no, no. We, we have no idea. Like, there was, I think the first fight, uh, somebody's like, who's winning? I was like, I don't care. And I'm watching someone, so I'm looking at him, and he's like, Andre, this this card. You don't need to watch it when you get home. It's really bad. <laughs> and I'm like, looking at his computer, like, I think the Jeremiah Wells submission was the only thing that jumped out at me. Man, it was twitching on the ground. Yeah, that was But cool. other than that, Nothing to do doing. There. Yeah, Tatiana Suarez and Corey doing what Corey does. So it is what it is. And then this weekend, uh, Vicente
1: Luque versus Rafael Dos Anjos. I mean, it's a good fight. Uh, Dos Anjos still being around is yeah. Incredible. I mean, welterweight Dos Anjos is a different, different beast. You know, he's kind of caught a second win there a little bit. But he's 38. Yeah, he's an OG.
2: And Luque's been up and down. But I'm going to pick RDA for this fight because he's Rafael Dos Anjos. I don't think it's over yet. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, he lost to Fazeev, but Fazeev
1: is... Fazeev is Fazeev. Yeah, everyone else, he's looked pretty good against. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? I'm going to agree. But I don't know how much Javier Dosanios. I don't know either. He's
2: been here for a long time. And, you know, when the wheels fall off, ask Tony Ferguson. When the wheels fall off, they fall off.
1: Dosanios versus Connor. Conor is obviously looking for a new opponent. <laughs> oh, you see all the tweets? I need him to stop. Man got too much energy. He, I mean, he watches a fight
2: and then he gets hype and then he doesn't fight. Like, at a certain point, just shut up and then fight. Stop saying, like, Jake is like going after Jake Paul, went after Justin Gage. He's going after all these people. It's like, bro, you haven't fought for a long time. You haven't won even longer. So, for you to sit there and be concerned about who's fighting who or Jake Paul fighting Nate Diaz, look. Nate Diaz will fight you. Right now, I pick Nate Diaz to beat you in an MMA fight. I just, I don't trust Conor McGregor. I need him to get off of social media and find something else to do with his life, like fight.
1: He's not, I believe wholeheartedly he would fight tomorrow. He is not getting into a side of drug testing. Well, that's the problem. So, so now we're at, we're at the crux. So the fighting is not the hard part. No. The drug testing and when you get into the system is the tough part. He's yeah, he's he not to going. say he's on anything. I don't even know what you, could, I don't know what recreational drugs pop. But I think John is pop for recreational drugs. I, I don't know what Connor would have to do to prepare himself. To. He ain't fighting this year. No, he says he has a date in mind, and now it doesn't look like he wants Michael Chandler. We're still knee deep in a tough season. Yeah. He's like, yo, I don't care about that guy anymore. And UFC got to be like, ain't this some shit? Like we're still running shows. I
2: tell you, man, this guy's a liability. Like. He hasn't, he didn't help the season, Ultimate Fighter.
1: Nobody cared. No, and they, it was a weird concept like pros versus like rookies, and they gave him all the rookies and they well, just got mollywopped. Them. He picked the rookies. Yeah, there were some good rookies that I guess he cut. And he brought in his people yeah, and they got,
2: but they got ran. Not only did you come in and decide, I'm going to pick all the rookies, then you lose goddamn near every single fight, except one. And then the ratings are trash. You aren't who you used to be,
1: bro. Damn, they didn't even showed me the ratings. That's They're not going I, to. I don't I don't even, I can't even call I don't Man. even know, bro. Like that's I I know when shit is exponentially great, I usually see Well, like, yeah, of course. When it like gets is, real silent, you know something's wrong.
2: Like uh, Mystic Mac, I need you to look at the crystal crystal ball and let us know where you're gonna fight you know again. What, you know what crush for
1: us? Nate Diaz, Jake Paul oh, and B
2: plus. Yeah, Nate Diaz Jake Paul for us over at sporting news, and I know it did well for the zone, but not as well as it I'm assuming it did for you guys. But in terms of like traffic. It did more, it did. It wasn't quite Crawford. It did better than Crawford Spence for us.
1: Really? Ours was like, well, I don't know. I can't compare because I only had, socially, I only had ringside for Crawford. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any, like, usually for big fights, I take over the ESPN and SportsCenter accounts on social media, for everyone listening, if you don't know. I take over those accounts on big fight nights. Um, I couldn't do that for Spence Crawford for whatever reason. Um, so I only had ESPN ringside and we did really well, but for this, I took over ESPN Sports Center for three straight days. So the numbers are, are really good, but I don't, I don't know how it like compares if I wasn't on the main accounts, but we had 10 TikToks with 5 million plus views for this fight. And then thankfully, and I think this probably why DAZN like partnered with ESPN, like no inside baseball is just what I think. Like Fight fans and MMA fans are so used to and conditioned to buying pay-per-views through E-plus that they're like all Nate's fans. Yeah. It's easier for them to just go where they always go. Exactly. And buy it on the platform. They probably all have E-plus anyway. They're used to buying UFC pay-per-views. Let's just make it easy for them.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was it was simple. Uh, it made perfect sense for them to go to E-plus. In terms of traffic, like, Like, people say, like, oh, don't nobody care about that fight? And it's weird, and we'll talk about more on the boxing show, the power of Nate Diaz is is significant. Like, Jake Paul Anderson Silva didn't do that great. In terms of, like, traffic for us, the three biggest fights this year are number three, Paul Diaz. Yeah. Number two, way Fulton is the number two biggest because we have a lot of global traffic.
1: It did gangbusters for
2: us. It did anyway, stupid
1: it numbers for us, too, and it was on a Tuesday. I still don't get
2: yeah, it. That was number two. And number one, uh, Paul Fury. Those are our top three fights this year. Really? Two Jake Paul fights. And, you know,
1: I mean, people, people... Oh, nothing's topping Ryan Tank for... Dude, it topped... Like, Ryan Tank is four, Spence Crawford is five. Ryan Tank is the biggest fight I've had since, like, since I've been against ESPN. Granted, my platform grows, so maybe that might be, like, a little different, because I'm... How do I know if it's as big as a fight to your, you know? Yeah, yeah. The platform wasn't as big. But easily, it's been the biggest fight for us this year. Like, that shit did
2: stupid. It did big for us. But, dude, the numbers we did, like, my, my story on Nate did, like, globally was, like, top 10 for us. Like, globally. And that's including, it like, so World many Cup. back
1: boxes, right? Yeah. Like, so many fan bases. Like, you understand why boxers and MMA fans, like, want this crossover. It's the same reason Floyd and Mayweather or excuse me, Floyd and McGregor worked yeah. so well because yeah. they were both at the top and you combine both audiences and then you just have a powder keg. Like just, you
2: know, I'm trying to yeah. use Instagram again because I didn't use it for a long time. And I posted just a clip from the post fight with Jake Paul, but you know, just saying he wanted to fight Canelo. And right now it has 128,000 views on my, on my personal account. Yeah. This is just my personal account. Like, Nate Diaz go heavy. <laughs> yeah, like it, it cracked the algo like Nate Diaz weighing in did like 40,000. Like it was people were just searching for this fight, and which means like Nate Diaz, he's just got leverage, right? And for a guy who doesn't give a fuck, and I'll talk about my time with Nate on the boxing show, which I have to tune into. I learned a lot about Nate Diaz just with no cameras on, talking to him. I learned a lot about him, and I get it. Like, even during the even during fight, it was weird because fight week was very tame. Because it wasn't doing anything for us until the day of the fight.
1: Yeah, that's all Jake fights now.
2: Yeah, it's like all, all this pre-fight, like my Jake Paul interview didn't do great. No. I know it didn't do great for Mark Ramondi. No. I know it didn't do great for Mike Bone. I know it didn't do great for anybody because we all had one-on-ones with Jake, like five of us. Yeah. And we all met, and we were like, how did your interview do? And it was like... Crickets. Yeah, it was like, it ain't doing that
1: great. I had one good post. It was on Tuesday. And then nothing until weigh-ins. Yeah. Like when Ray, Wayne start. Yep. Ceremonials. Not even like the morning ones. Ceremonials through. It's crazy. That's
2: just the power of Nate Diaz. But that's, that's for the boxing show. The MMA show, on the other hand, uh, we
1: just haven't had great UFC stuff. No. As late. I, no There's no, not a lot to talk about. So Dos Anjos headlining. We both have him winning. Cub Swanson still is fighting. Yep. He's got Do uh, I'm going to take Cub just because I don't want to see Cub lose. Eh, I understand where you're going, but do I do? He this probably is, does beat him. But. Yeah, this is a fight he needs to win. And then uh, Khalil Roundtree, Dawkins. I mean, Roundtree, Roundtree, dude, Khalil's got pop. Yeah, that's the that's
2: the thing that he has is makes this an interesting fight because Dawkins has a pretty decent chin, but it, Khalil
1: catches you. you' going and to Khalil's him. you know since he pretty much came in, it was always like a one for one thing, like win one, lose one, win. Right. One. But, like, now he's on, like, a good streak. Two fight winning streak. This will probably be three with our prediction. And it's like, okay. You you never know when the light really clicks. Because yep. these guys are really good. But when it really clicks, and it's like, oh, you can start on that run. So he's he's kind of, like, at that point. So it's another card that'll, that'll be cool. Um, this weekend, we'll talk about all that. Again, our boxing show will be much longer. Because Anthony Joshua's fight was all crazy and all that stuff. So... It's so much to talk about in the boxing world, but this will be a nice little card in the yeah. M- MMA world. So that is what we'll be watching this weekend, but now we're prepping for one hell of a run in MMA coming up shortly. So there is good pay-per-views to the end the month. There's a Vegas card in September. They just announced the Australia card and everything set for that. So we'll talk more MMA next week. Before we get out of here, you guys don't want to go anywhere. We still have a guest. Khalil Roundtree joining us. We just picked him to win. So you guys don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. All right, everybody. As promised, just that quick, we are back with Khalil Roundtree, UFC veteran. It's 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 weird because I was at <laughs> your first fight. Now what does that make me as a journalist? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's 2016 feels like yesterday, man. Like it, it's gone so fast. Now you're seven years deep in the UFC. How does it feel to be in this promotion for that long and and still growing within the promotion?
3: Man, it's it's pretty crazy. Um it's it's really all I know if you think about it. You know, like I started off as an amateur. I had like six or seven amateur fights and then went into the ultimate fighter with, I think, like three or four pro fights um, just in like a regional circuit. So it's really all I know. And um, to think, you know, like you said, it sounds like it, it seems like it's just right around the corner. Um, and it it, it kind of every now and then I get shocked, you know, like when I hear like, oh, veteran or you know, today when I was signing posters, you know, a guy was like, oh, man, I'm signing posters with Khalil Roundtree. I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> you know, like, it's very, like you know, it, it's starting to uh, it's starting to settle in. But um, it's cool, man. I'm not mad at it.
2: Well, I got to ask you, man, because this is the longest winning streak you've had since you've joined the UFC with, with three in a row. And, you know, fighting Dawkins, if you beat him, that's that's four uh what has changed about you that has led to this winning streak if anything at all is it a mental thing is it just you feel like you've hit your stride what is it
3: um i mean i think a lot of things have changed uh it's you know just kind of realizing i mean i've 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 had my my entire you know like i was saying i've been in that's all i know is being in the u f c so i've had the ups i've had the downs You know, I know what it feels like to, to win. I know what it feels like to, to, you know, to, to be like, to feel like, okay, like I could possibly get cut. So um, I think that it's just a, you know, a collective of just like all of those emotions and, um, and just, you know, being two feet in, I think, you know, in the beginning of my career, I was a little bit unsure. I didn't know, you know. If this was for me all the way because I got into MMA just kind of by accident, you know, like to lose weight. So I I kind of battled for a few years, like back and forth, if this is what I really wanted to do. But I think um, after kind of being forced to come back from Thailand, I was I just made that decision. Like, well, if I have to leave the place that I want to live forever, then, you know, let me be two feet in.
1: That's interesting because. I don't think enough fighters speak about like that imposter syndrome, right? Like, do I belong here? And you went through the ultimate fighter. You, you had many fights leading up to, I guess, you know, you coming back from Thailand. What, like, how was it fighting through that? Because you'd have a highlight real knockout and then, you know, take one loss and then have a highlight real knockout and then take one loss. And then now it it seems, especially when you enter the octagon and even during fight week, you just seem so much more calm. How did you get over that imposter syndrome? Um,
3: You know, man, I, I can't even really like put my finger on it because I feel like, you know, like I'm at the very like end of it, you know, like I'm at, I'm like, it's, it's behind me, but it's not too far behind me. Mm. You get me. So like, it's, it's hard for me to really put my finger on it right now. Um, all I know right now is that, you know, I'm, I'm committed to being here. Uh, I believe that with my skills and my effort that I have everything it takes to be a champion into like of the light heavyweight division. Um, I think that I can be the champion soon. And so that's all I really think about, you know, that's, that's my focus and that's my, you know, that's my lifestyle. That's my effort every day. So it just, it just became a thing of just being committed. And um, I think, you know, once I reach that goal, I'll be able to have more of a clear answer on what that felt like, you know, getting (laughs) through it. Because, you know, I'm I'm still in the I'm still in the battle right now.
2: I mean, you are in the trenches and looking at the 205 landscape, it's kind of wide open, man. And, you know, going on a nice little winning streak, like you said, it's like maybe it's like two or three wins away and you're in the title picture. Has that brought clarity, like, the departure of John Jones and the way that this division has been all over the place over the last few years, I think the title's been vacated about four times yeah. due to injuries. Changed and things. four times. Yeah, it's moved around a lot. But the one thing that's been consistent lately is you. Do you feel like that a couple of fights and you're right there in the title picture?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I do feel like that. And, um, you know, and it's it's up to me to be ready for you know for some type of opportunity like that to you know to to present itself um you know like injuries and things like that they happen they ha- they're unfortunate um and it just kind of really comes down to like all right well who wants it <laughs> you know what i mean and so like if i'm if i'm just kind of sitting around and you know just dilly-dallying in life you know like uh, i I would be afraid of that opportunity. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, something happens like, all right, two weeks, everything that you've ever said you wanted is right in front of you. Are you ready? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be caught with my pants down. So, um, yeah, man, I think, uh, I think it can happen soon. And if not, then, uh, I'm going to keep working until, uh, until it's my time.
1: With all that being said this weekend, you have the opportunity to go four in a row. You and Chris was supposed to fight in June. And then now yeah. it's two more months of preparation. What is that like for you when you, you have to get amped up, amped up, you go through a camp, you're supposed to fight this person. Then it doesn't come to fruition fruition. You have to wait another two months. Is that something that hinders you going into this fight? Or do you really like, okay, I can prepare even more for this guy and to put on a great performance.
3: Yeah. I don't feel hindered at all. Um, it was obviously like unfortunate, right? Like, yeah, I was ready to, you know, to fight on that day, um, but there was no, there was no hindrance. It was just like, okay, um, you know, just back to training. Kind of going back to what I was saying earlier. My, you know, my focus right now is to, you know, to become the champion. So, um, if that takes, you know two more months of training, then so be it. That's kind of how I look at it. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, not, not, not too big of a deal. I could dwell on it. I could be pissed off about it or whatever, but it serves me no good. So I just looked at it as like, yeah, I can just continue to train, make sure that I stay healthy, that nothing happens to me, you know, for two months, um, so that I could be prepared, uh, you know, come Saturday.
2: Now, Khalil, I know you probably are looking forward to a potential performance of the night bonus, but I think the fight of the week happened in Alabama. I don't know if you got a chance to see the <laughs> Alabama Riverboat brawl. <laughs> did you get a chance?
1: Did you see this? No. Oh, Khalil, we'll send you the link right after
2: this. We're gonna have to. Apparently, there was a brawl in Alabama where um some white folks uh attacked a black security guard and then every black person on a different riverboat jumped off and it became a Pier Six brawl. It was Thing of beauty, but uh, oh, wow. it, yeah, you, you're I'm gonna, gonna watch this. you're gonna have to see it because I know you've been busy with fight week. But that I was, if anybody deserved the performance of the night, it was those people because there was a man, there was a black man who swam to the to the battle, and they've called him Sea Murder. What it was some of the nicknames they gave him? Oh my God.
1: There's so the, many. the Black Aquaman Man, I yo. can only imagine
3: that there's a million nicknames <laughs> Oh my
1: god from. yo, There's like a list of ten There was a, a there list is. of ten that went viral
2: you, You're going to have to check this out I, and The reason why I ask you is that When you're in the fight week Do you kind of block out everything that happens around you? I know some people operate different Some people, they live life as it is They go on social media, they tweet They send Instagram pics Or do you just close off yourself off from the world And prepare for what's in front of you?
3: Um, I mean, it's a mixture of both, man. For one, like I've just gotten to a point where I just don't like social media. So, on you know, like not even only on fight week, but just if I have anything important going on in life, it's just like social media serves me no purpose at all. Um, I think that you know, like it's it's cool to be able to connect with you know with people and talk and but i don't know man i got to a point where like when i stopped using social media you know on a daily basis i started to realize like the only negative anytime i feel any type of negativity or anything that like upsets me is when i'm on my phone Mm. when my phone is off and it's away i have a great life i have a peaceful life so you know i think it's like During fight week, obviously, yeah, like, I'm not going to use my phone because I don't even use it, you know, two weeks or three weeks before my fight. So, you know, that's one of the things. But I kind of – I live a pretty simple life anyway. So it's not like I necessarily, like, close myself off. But I do, you know, I do take, you know, take time to kind of focus on the task at hand for sure.
1: And you're so focused. So last question. This weekend when you get the W for fight winning streak, do you think about who you're calling out? Do you think about who you want next? Is that something already in your mind heading into the fight? Or do you just go in there and wing it when they get into the octagon and ask you?
3: Uh, it's <laughs> it's always a like uh, it's always like a mixture of both with me. <laughs> I feel like um, you
1: have a name. It's all right, Khalil, you're thinking of someone. I know it.
3: <laughs> no, no. Actually like a a name in general. No, I don't have names. Um but i i can I can say that uh I'm only looking to climb the rankings and get closer to being a contender, so you know I'm looking at you know one through ten next, yeah. you know what i mean like that's that's kind of that's my that's my outlook um you know I'm fighting to be a contender, so there's a lot of names and then also there's just you know, I could give a name and then it not happened. So it's just kind of like, you know, it's not personal for me. It's, it's more about, I just, I have, you know, we all have a goal and that's, that's the belt. So I'm just trying to climb the ranks, man.
1: No, man, we appreciate you joining us, taking time out. You may not be on your phone too often, but you're on your phone for this. So thank you so much. We're looking forward to watching you fight this weekend and continue to win. So can't wait to, you know, chop it up with you when you're contending for that title in what could be record time. Because, I mean, people drop like flies at the top (laughs) of that division. So, no, can't wait to see you up there contending for the belt. Thank you so much, everyone. Khalil Roundtree joining us before his big fight this weekend. And thank you, guys. Hey, anytime, Khalil. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. For us here at Blue Wire Studios, we'll keep it nice and short. You guys enjoy a weekend of combat sports. Make sure you check out our boxing episode. Then later in the week, our pro wrestling episode. You guys follow us on all social media platforms. By now, you know the spiel. For myself, for the old man, Andreas Hell. Until next time, we're out. Peace.
4: Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have.